The Week in Bible Prophecy, a Prophecy Watchers podcast. Hello, I'm Gary Stearman, and uh, I have a marvelous guest today. Today, that that, and I want him to share uh, some of his great knowledge about the nation Israel. He's Avi Lipkin, not from Israel, and uh, I consider you an insider, Avi, and it's really good to have you here today. Great to be there, and indeed, uh, 54 years insider. 54 years and counting, and always uh, sort of in the middle of things, in the center of the action, let's put it that way. And uh, I think that the people who are listening to us today want to know something. They want to know what's going on behind the scenes in Israel. What's the real Israel today? Well, uh, I would like to say uh, to people listening or watching that if they would go, I don't know who's the eager beaver here, but if they would go to the computer and type in the word Knesset, K-N-E-S-S-E-T, they will arrive at a website which will show the results of 25 of Israel's elections, the last 25 elections from day one. And it's very simple, really, that the socialist and communist and pseudo-communist parties uh, in Israel were the majority in 1948-49. Joseph Stalin of the Soviet Union uh, was one of the first to recognize the state of Israel because he was sure that Israel would join the Soviet bloc. But uh, Ben-Gurion, our first prime minister, had other ideas. He did not want to write off the Jews of America or the Jews of the diaspora, and he did not want to take sides in the Cold War between the Soviet Union and the United States. So he made a coalition with religious party and uh, also with uh, uh, a a liberal party, but not liberal like in today's sense, liberal in the sense of laissez-faire capitalist uh, party, which actually became part of the Likud one one of the days later. In 66, they became part of the Likud. Um, It was called the General Zionist. Anyway. So the general Zionists and the religious party and Ben-Gurion formed a coalition. And what we see from 1922, total socialist Soviet domination of life in Israel. Um, 1949, like I said, uh, the creation of the state of Israel, we had our first uh, election. And if you look at the 25 elections coming all the way down to until 1st of November, 2022, you see a steady downhill for the socialist parties. And what you see growing is the nationalist party and the religious parties. There are many religious parties. And together, the nationalists and the religious make up 64 out of 120 members of Knesset. Back to the very beginning, Knesset. Now, you mentioned that as a, uh, a log on on your computers. It is on Knesset.com. I know Knesset means parliament. Right. It's the Israeli parliament. Right. And so is it Knesset.com? Uh, no, no. I, my personal website is biblicalalliance.com. Uh, and the, uh, the political party, the Bible block party, has also a, uh, pol- uh, a website. The Knesset website b- belongs to the government. But the important thing is look at the numbers, look at the statistics. And you see a steady downhill. People are getting disenchanted with communism and socialism. And uh, the majority of the Israelis today are right-wing and religious. 
so the problem now is that the vested interests of the last 100 years are being challenged by the up-and-coming religious and nationalist population. I think most of us wouldn't have expected that. Uh, we see the world going the other way. Uh, but if, if Israel is sort of having a, a spiritual awakening of sorts, uh, that's fascinating to me. Uh, it must also be added that the army, for example, which has always been dominated by the socialists, uh, today 50% uh, of the uh, thirty-five percent of the officers today in the Israeli army are, are with the kippah, you know, the religious uh, Jews. Fifty uh, percent of the kids in school are Orthodox. In other words, we are going in the direction of a demographic shift, going over to religious and nationalist. You know, that's surprising in a world that is increasingly secular. Uh, it really is surprising to hear. Well, it's really very simple. The socialists are used to having one child per family, maybe two. <coughs> the religious and the, uh, the conservatives have three, four kids per family, or in the case of the ultra-Orthodox, 10 kids per family. And so this is simply the population growth on the right hand of the uh, spectrum uh, is causing the, uh, the Jews who are more traditional uh, to increase in numbers, and the socialists are less and less and less. And also another thing, the socialists um, are not really very Zionist. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about loyalty to the state of Israel. And so many of them get a job with high tech or something. And if they say, well, you got to go over to Ireland or you got to go over to the U.S. or some other country, then they just go and they're happy and they stay there because they don't have any ideological commitment to the state of Israel. Whereas the nationalists and the ultra-Orthodox and modern and the nationalist Orthodox Israel is the apple of our eye. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good news. But there's a problem also, but we'll get to that. Well, well go ahead. There is a, a, a darker side. There's a darker side. Um, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu is married to a very sweet, wonderful woman by the name of Sarah Netanyahu. Sarah Netanyahu has a brother, and he went on record last week saying, you want democracy? Leave Israel and go to America, where they have democracy. Democracy is not a, uh, a, a biblical value. I was completely shocked, but it's not the first time I heard something like that. In other words, my whole life has been dedicated to uh, studying and supporting the idea of Judeo-Christian Western civilization and democracy. And when I look at history, I look at what the Greeks contributed and what the Romans contributed and the Middle Ages and the Renaissance and all these things that happened throughout history. Uh, the Magna Carta, 18, uh, um, 1215, for example, limiting the absolute powers of the government. And, and then you had the American Revolution, which in itself was also a remarkable feat. The American Revolution changed the world. Uh, the, the abolishing of slavery, uh, giving women uh, suffrage, you know, voting rights. This is 2,000 years of the progress of the human race. And so to come and say, if you don't like democracy, go to America, we're going to stay with the Bible. That guy wants basically, this is the brother of Sarah Netanyahu. He wants to go back to uh, 2,000 years ago. That's crazy. Well, it's crazy in light of what's happening in the world today, I would say. Yeah. But, but to hear that is very encouraging. We all, uh, those of us who are uh, Bible-believing Christians, uh, really 
highly regard Israel, both in history and in prophecy, because the, uh, God is absolutely going to do a great work in Israel, as he has done in the past. Uh, and for that reason, we watch Israel very, very closely because it is God's hallowed ground. And not that the United States is not, but the, but the, there's a difference, uh, <laughs> a big difference. I wanted to say something. I don't know how much time we have left. I see very little time left, and maybe we can cover it in, in, in the next podcast. But I'll start by saying that when I was a young kid growing up in New York, I was taught, or shall I say mistaught in Hebrew school, that all Christians were bad and uh, there was going to be a Holocaust in America. Uh, a few years ago, my granddaughters came home from school and the, their religious teachers, the rabbis were saying to them, all Christians are bad and, uh, you know, bad things about Christians. And my son Aaron and I had to sit down very seriously and straighten them out. And we straightened them out. And they began to understand that many times rabbis are misteaching because they themselves were mistaught. And so one of the important things we have to do is to reach out to the rabbis, reach out to the religious teachers to explain to them that the development of Western Christianity, which has been Zionist in essence, is something that developed only because of Western civilization and democracy. So we cannot mock Western civilization and democracy because then we go back to a very evil time in which we were slaughtered and we had no friends. And the work of God goes on. You know, it's, uh, it's things happen, but they don't just happen. There's a divine direction. And I know you're aware of that, and I know I think Israelis in general would be aware of that fact, and have you know, just under the skin, there is that constant awareness that that there is a God, and He is working, and He does He does favor and bless certain people, and may the Lord bless you, Avi. Amen, and you, <laughs> and prophecy watchers, and America. Thank you.